Podcast, episode 598. I used to have a teacher that would always say, hey, is for horses. Yeah, they love that Every shit. Every time I say, they love that stuff. Was that on my, what is this beeping? Is that in my house or yours? I think it might be mine, but it's maybe from a coffee machine that I put on hours ago. Well, it's ready. It's ready. <laughs> There's always something going on over here. There's also something going on with your awesome shirt. Can we just talk about who the heck is on your t-shirt? Oh, my God. The village people. (laughs) Susie's wearing the coolest, very vintage shirt. Very vintage, yeah. That is awesome. Thank you, Sarah. A plus. Thank Thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I don't know how I'm ever going to... Like, follow the amazing episode that you did on Monday. Oh. That was I so good. I think you can do it. No, no. Susie, Mm-mm. you're the best. We you're, like, making early. me feel so great right now. It was such a good episode. Didn't you guys what? learn so much about infrasound? There were so many fun things and exciting things to to share. So I am now – you know what's, what's fun is it – like, when you learn a, a couple exciting facts – it like wets your whistle for learning more knowledge. And <laughs> yeah, now I'm like thirsty for more. Yeah, and but so now I'm it's... like, well, what else can I learn? And once again, I'm going to go back to our book club pick because our book club pick also talks about communicating through feeling vibrations. Sound. Yes. And so it's it's... like, the, it was, it, so I'm just excited, excited to learn and glad you, you guys are all written that learning. Book. Well, if you read it, I couldn't have. I don't even know half the math in there, but they do a good job explaining it. So, <laughs> Sarah just speaks about it from lived experience. Yeah, yeah. Just so. feeling the vibrations. Feeling good vibrations. Okay, so I have a story. <gasps> yes. This is bonkers. Okay. Have I mentioned on here that Adam snores? I don't think I Actually, have. Actually, no. No. This I did not new, know that fact about him. This is a new development. I don't know if he put on like a couple pounds over COVID or what, and that's oh, like Susie. the tipping. I don't know, like the tipping point because they say yeah, because like, I we shared a hotel room, all of us. Did we? I remember in Nashville. No. Oh my yes. god! I forgot you were in. <laughs> yeah, you and Adam and Lincoln in one bed, and me in the other bed. Yeah, he did not snore then. I didn't hear him snore once. No, this is post-COVID. I don't know. Maybe it's from COVID. He had like one of those <gasps> one. Maybe. He, I don't think he ever had it, but like if he did, it was one of those ones that's asymptomatic, but maybe the symptom is eternal snoring. Oh, that's okay. interesting. So, yeah. So anyway, he got one of those machines. that like, A sleep apnea machine? Yeah. I made him. I was like, this is untenable. I can't live I'm like sorry. this. This is hilarious. Why did you not already take photos and send me this? Are we not even friends? <laughs> it's cause, probably because I don't think it's funny. I'm mad about it. Oh, my God. Tell me more. <laughs> okay. So it's not the one with the full mask. Oh, it's damn. just the nose oh, oxygen. Oh, which is funnier. It's, <laughs> it's oxygen tubes that go up the nose. Okay. Sexy. And <laughs> Anywho, but it's like kind of noisy and it's disruptive in its own way. So it's like, do I want to use it or not? That's a good point. Yeah. So it's like. Does the sleep apnea machine make more noise than the snoring husband? 
And I'm not even sure what he thinks is better sleep. If he thinks it's better when he's snoring or if he thinks it's better with the machine. I don't know. But sometimes he doesn't like to use it. So the other night he did not use it. And um, we went to sleep. And then I am awoken from a dead sleep to him like go out of bed, choking out, I can't breathe. Like I – but. I'm half asleep, so I'm not thinking, like, this is a sleep apnea problem. I'm no. thinking he's choking to death. My yeah. husband is dying before my eyes. So I get up, like, bull at a gate. Like, I run over, and I wrap my arms around him and start performing the Heimlich maneuver to such an extent that he is lifted off the ground. Oh, it's my like gosh. It's like when a mom lifts a car. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to say, do you have, like, crazy mom gorilla strength right now? I think you do. Like, the, my loved so. one is dying. All of a sudden, I'm the strongest woman alive. Yes. So I'm, like, doing the Heimlich maneuver. What am I trying to get out? I don't know. Right. Right. But then he's like, stop. He's like, I think it was sleep apnea. And he's all of a sudden fine, and I'm furious. Yeah. That's like, now what sleep apnea is. This is not acceptable. <laughs> Susie does not accept her husband's sleep condition. Because interesting, they should not feel if they feel like they're dying. It's so much so that I have to perform the Heimlich. Okay, we need to take a look at his tonsils. Doctor Sarah is here. Do you think he needs a tonsillectomy? Yes. Has he had one? Get no. Adam in here. Adam! <laughs> okay, maybe that's what I'll tell him Susie, to do. Not to personalize this, but I would stop breathing in the middle of the night when I was little, and I would all of a sudden wake up and go, <gasps> And you thought you were dying? No, I was seven. I didn't know anything. My mom thought I was dying because she was like, oh my God, my baby stopped breathing in the middle of the night, took me to the hospital. And they were like, oh yeah, we have to do a full appendectomy, tonsillectomy and appendectomy. And they took everything out. And you now don't my- have an appendix either? No, not appendectomy. I don't know why I said that. Tonsillectomy. <laughs> and there's something else that goes with it. It's not appendix. That's appendix. You're appendicitis. You're right. It's something. Oh my like, God. This seems That's extraneous. hilarious. No, I mixed the two up. What is it? Tonsillectomy and... What else can they take out? There's something else around there that say... In your throat region? Yeah. It's... I can't... I don't know what it's called, but yeah. They you... took out parts of your body... And and then oh, oh yeah andenoidectomy my adenoids okay <laughs> that's okay they start similar. with the same letter yeah it's they're very similar. close okay <laughs> adenoidectomy and like whatever it's like hall, empty back there and then problem solved problem solved okay I'm gonna tell and him does that. he often get ear infections not that I know of but is that Maybe that's more for kids. Sometimes, because ear, nose, and throat are all kind of yeah. connected. So if he gets like bronchi, if he gets uh, like um, uh, uh, like a sore throat often, okay. stuff like that, then they're usually related. Don't and you feel ta- like though? Have him ta- go to the doctor for that. What if I die? That's like how you diagnose skin cancer. What yeah. if I like had? I have a, 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 I've diagnosed multiple people with a. What, what's the nose one? Uh, um, deviated septum. Oh, deviated septum. 
yep. and tonsillitis Which or something. Which my ex-husband got surgery for after we got divorced, so he couldn't say, so I couldn't say, I told you so. Well. <laughs> Is that funny or what? Okay, back to Adam. I just feel like, okay, let's say it's just the sleep apnea, standard issue, whatever. Now, I don't understand it because you know how it'll be like the... It tend, why would it only mostly happen in men? I mean, some women, but mostly men. Why, physiologically, would that be the case? Uh, uh, Adam's apple. Really? <gasps> and his name's Adam. <gasps> oh, his apple. His apple is totally in the way. Yeah, I mean, we have. They have. I'm trying to think what is in your throat that they have extra. We. I don't know what this is. Sarah's got a theory. Don't don't. <laughs> right, like we would need to check with trans women and be like. After they got their Adam's apple. Did snoring. Yeah. Was there a change? This Maybe. is a study. This, this is a study. Okay. At any rate, I just feel We're like basically solving everything. All, world, all the world's problems on this show. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I know he was the one that experienced a near-death situation, but it <gasps> truly felt like I did. I was like... I bet. Because for me, my whole oh, the whole come down world from was that must changing. have been awful. I thought this is it. He's dead. I'm a <sighs> widow. <laughs> In like two minutes that it took. Like you know how we talked about your life flashing before your eyes. Like it didn't <laughs> flash before your eyes when you actually were gonna die. But then when you <laughs> yeah, my new life flashed before yes. my eyes. I was like, well, I'm one morning now. Okay, but yep. like. I felt the same thing when my mom had her accident. I was like, okay, that's, true. that's us. We're going to be that that old lady and that daughter. I know, who just like, are, easy come, easy go. Okay. It, it, there you go. That's it. We're going to be probably on an episode of Hoarders in the future. There you go, people. The silver lining, though, was knowing, because we had just talked, you and I, about our reactions and survival moments, <gasps> and I was afraid I would freeze. I did you not. action. I was ready to roll when it was his emergency, so that's good at least. Well, this is great. If I ever have a choking incident, I would like to be near you. For real? He, he keeps talking about it. He's like, you lifted me right off the ground. Like, you wow. were, you had the strength, I man. would. I could. I would love to hear Adam's side yeah, right. of the story, too. His All of a sudden, in the middle of nowhere, like, what does he remember from this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> he woke up quickly, but for a moment, he really thought he was choking to death. I'll tell you what oh, I, so I won't ever choke on. <laughs> what? What? Uh-oh. <laughs> Best segue ever. Yeah, can't wait for that. Have you tried the Catalina Crunch snacks yet? No, I haven't. You got to order them because... You know what? What? I was having stuff go to my brother's house. He stole them. Sarah, he did give me a rundown of the snacks he went through recently when he smoked a little bit of the devil's Hashish. lettuce. <laughs> devil's lettuce. This right. could very well have been in that mix. Okay, well, try again because, okay, Catalina Crunch makes great cereal. I told you about the cinnamon toast kind that I highly oh. recommend. It's very nice. Definitely. But I'm more of a savory kind of gal. And so uh, I saw that they made snacks and I was like, okay, let me try them. Keto friendly. Let's see what these are all about. But I'm very skeptical because I'm a snack connoisseur. Yes, you are. And She I has her balcony are- hour. Yes. Where? 
I thought these are going to be garbage. Yeah. They are so good. Ooh. It is a mix. It's like a little bit of this, a little a bit of that. Mix. Yeah, it's a party mix. And it is 10 out of 10. Oh, Susie I'm not approved. kidding. Susie approved. Again, keto friendly. Um, okay. The cereal, 11 grams of plant-based protein, 9 grams Ooh. of fiber. That's great. I'm sorry, but I'm sticking with the selling point of the snacks because I'm in it for the taste. <laughs> I don't care if it's healthy. The protein and the fiber too. Excellent. Just go to CatalinaCrunch.com slash candy for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's CatalinaCrunch.com slash candy. Not sure which flavor to start with? Try a variety pack and check out their delicious cookies and snack mixes. Hello. While you're at it, again, that's CatalinaCrunch.com slash candy for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. It is now my go-to nightstand Ooh, snack. Cookies. And I bet they have protein in those too. Go for those because you have a little bit Be- more of a sweet tooth than I do. Well, and also protein cook like cookies, healthy cookies have kind of been my go-to on the mountain when I'm snowboarding. I was just going to say, I like put a snack your- on the tray because I'm like a little kid that yeah. you need to feed every few hours. You do. So like, it's like, here, you I need think a little you'll love them. Yes, I do. Okay. Let's, let's move on. I'm drained. I, I'm just glad that I... From rescuing your husband in truly. the middle of the night. Yeah, I get it. Okay. And talk... How did you go to sleep after that? I think I think it was true... Because I... It, it didn't take long. I was so exhausted. It was oh, so... Oh, it was like an adrenaline emotionally, crash. Emotionally. Yes. Yeah, that, but, that crash. It's so funny you say that because, you know, when the adrenaline kicks in and I'm doing the life-saving techniques, <laughs> I um, apparently did something in my tooth. And <gasps> so it's all jacked up. No. Like, yeah, I don't know no. if I hit it on him or what. Like chipped? I don't know what's happening. Zeus, it feels you're funky. Not close enough. Does it seem weird? I don't think so. I can't see from this far I'm away. I'm convinced. I feel like Larry David. I'm convinced that there's something. If wrong it feels with funky, too. then yeah, there is. Because you I feel hit something, something different. You did. Yeah. You should go get that checked out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, this has just turned on. into Sarah giving <laughs> totally unsolicited medical and dental advice with zero qualifications. I welcome it because I'm like, what is happening to my life right now? I'm out of control. Okay. Oh, hey, glad it's finally not me yeah. the agent of <laughs> truly, chaos. Truly, truly. Okay, Let's moving on. Off. I read this phenomenal essay. It's one of those ones where like, I wish I could just read it to you, like a, do a dry reading of just the whole article because it was phenomenal. But... Even just the bullet points I think you'll enjoy. It was an article about um, hospitals in France that have chosen to include um, wine, high-quality wine, in their palliative care for people that are dying. Oh, if you hear those some whimpering noises. I sure did. Bo is snoring in the background. She's having a little doggy I thought you had a She might have doggy sleep apnea. (laughs) Go give her the Heimlich. Oh, you okay over there, little baby? I mean, Bo. that was... I thought you had a ghost. Bo! Bo! Honey! Bo! This seems like an... This... She is doing what Adam did. Bo! <laughs> Bo! Bo! Oh. Oh, my God. She was in a deep sleep. She just woke up and looked at me like, what? What's happening? Bo, are you okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god! Now she's stretching. I'm. T- <laughs> <laughs> this going, is exactly put, what happened with me and, and Adam. Head, and now I'm mad at her. Yes. We're okay. like, you know we're what? We're fine. Yeah. We couldn't have written this. <laughs> this 
insane. Boj, you know what? Once I hurt my knee and she started limping and I was like, I think she's doing like sympathy pains right now. So maybe she heard that yes. and was like, oh, I, I'll give you a run. <sighs> my heart. I thought she was dead. I thought maybe she was dying. Yeah, your face looked like you really were like, this is it. This is go time. That was so weird that that just happened. That really was. After our conversation. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm maybe having a moment Maybe it was the vibrational right psychic happening. Where then oh you God. gave it to the dog. Like I like fu- almost want to cry right now. I can't oh. even, like, what is happening? I can't even, that was weird. It was weird. She did not, I was yelling. I think she's getting deaf. Stop it. It's okay. It's okay. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. <gasps> this is, I can't, Susie, I'm so sorry for what you experienced the other night. You poor thing. I wish I could hug you. No, for real. Through the screen. No, you need yeah, and he Adam should apologize. <laughs> it was the most traumatic thing I've ever been through. Susie, I know it's funny now, but like at the time, it was so scary. Oh my god, I like, <laughs> I oh my god, Susie, I'm so sorry. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so sorry if I wasn't as empathetic as I need or understanding as I needed to be four minutes ago. <laughs> Everything's <gasps> fine. Everything's fine. Oh, everyone, my heart. Okay. Ah. Oh. Any hoodles in in France? Bo may be deaf. <laughs> they, they're they're offering high high quality wine to people oh, that are at the end of their life, and you would think the article would sort of just be saying, "Here's what we're doing," and and he, it's nice for them. But it was so much more than that. So let me give you sort of like some of yeah. the highlights of it. So it's talking about how. It was it it segued into a conversation about the different kinds of pleasure. You know, like there's um hedonic, you know, mm. like pleasure yes. for pleasure's sake. And then there's something called eudaimonic, um oh. which is kind of like what you would get from wine or food where it's like it's pleasurable and maybe some people would treat it hedonically. But that usually it just evokes memories and um, a sense of like your whole life, fulfillment about your life because it's something you do regularly. Um, and so it makes life meaningful. I and love that. Yeah. And so it doesn't it bother you how oftentimes with healthcare, you just don't do something because you just don't do it. Right. There's not like a real I, reason. I was just running through that in my brain. I'm like, why don't they just let them? For sure. You know, just give them. It's not to get them wasted. It's a tipple. It's just a little something yes. to provide pleasure. And the people in the U.S. that they interviewed were like, well, our lawyers would never let us because they would if they fell. And then. Oh, oh God. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. This is so stupid. So they, think, well, they should just sign something. They should put a little clause in there that says, I allow this kind of treatment. For fuck's sake, all the meds that they give them have side effects that are like dizzy that is a and great da, 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 point. Da. There you go. That Stupid is a argument. Very good point. All those medications have those kind of side effects. Yeah, all those right. Have but no they're fine with that, are. but that makes mm-hmm. money for everybody. Correct. So, I hate that. Things and like- also, I in my alcohol and drug studies class, I think it was that, or some, some class, maybe it's life cycles and aging, they were talking about how often appetite goes down when you are older. So having a little bit of wine, in a way, stimulates your appetite. Yes, it does. 
Yeah, because they were naming like wine, chocolate, perfume, like things that like oh. sensory experiences, you know? Oh, gosh. I know. I love that you're worked up. So like, I am because wine- I have an article that I'm going to talk about next episode that is going to piggyback on this and it just makes me even more upset. Yeah. They deny people this. These, that gives them meaning. It gives life meaning. And wine in particular can light up the gray matter in ways that fulfill us on multiple levels. It seeps into our sensor, senses like the flavors and aromas, connects us to others, um, mm. and gives mm. us strength and comfort. Oh. and Strength um, and comfort. You don't think you need those two things when you're like in hospice care or near the end of your life? Yeah, and they're even doing what you just said, like where they're if a medication that they're taking is maybe not providing that much benefit, but its side effect is to decrease their um palate so they don't really enjoy food, cut, knock that off. So they take them off that medicine because it's not helping them enough, and then they can taste more and it's not as useful. Like if the medicine's not useful, get them off of it. Man. Yeah, and it gives that, them normalcy and dignity. There's so much. We need to be able to experience those small moments of pleasure and meaning. It's yeah. kind of like when I had to st- sit inside with my mom and I was talking about how I can understand how she goes to how when things like looking at a sunset are taken away that you go to, you're like losing the things that bring meaning and give joy. So you're more likely to reach for quick fixes, like I'll have a glass of alcohol in a not productive way. Right. Or, um, a, a, you know, a binge on food, like eat yeah. more in order to try to get that same satisfying feeling that I think comes from, all those pleasure centers being yes. activated. Yes. Yes. And like that's Dude. what I loved about this article is in Popular Science. And it said how the, there is a difference between liking and wanting and both have a purpose. So liking is like if you, wow. if you want red wine in the winter and, and a cold white wine in the summer, whereas wanting is about, is about survival. So like that's mm. more in tune with like, I have to eat or have sex to procreate, you know, things that yeah. continue survival. Yeah. But that the um, liking is just as important because those things can, let's say you smell bread baking, you know, mm-hmm. that thing where you smell it and you're like, I just want some bread right now. So yes, it's a combination of them where it's like the liking turns into the want, stimulates yeah. the wanting. Yeah. Oh, this is fascinating. Right. And it's like these people are at the end of their life. So if we can extend that by giving them the things that make them have a will to live and mm. pleasure and well-being, why wouldn't mm. we do that? Why wouldn't we? That's exactly this, that's the, the, where the meaning comes from. Yep. And this is, this is kind of like what we were saying a couple weeks ago about we, not, we need to be looking at what brings meaning into life rather than what makes me happy kind of thing. This is part of that. Yeah. It's not all about just like, 
I'm laughing, this is fun. It can be more a deeper thing where you taste a sip of wine and it takes you back to when you met your spouse or a meal you had with your son or whatever. Okay, and I would even imagine that, you know how he's like, if you don't use use it, you lose it. In strengthening neuro like plasticity and neural connections in the brain, being able to stimulate memories and things like that, and like times of you know diff- joy and those kind of things are have got to be beneficial for the brain in like amazing ways. Well, in the same know- way we see when like people play music for people or like people who are are. Uh, you know, suffer, have dementia or Alzheimer's and they sit in front of a piano and can just like, mm-hmm. and it's, it helps. The, come on. I'm, this is all connected. It's soothing, right? And it, it's helpful to them. And why wouldn't we mm. let that happen? I love this. Okay. Let me take a break to talk about something else I really like, which is the service that Modern Fertility provides. Oh, yes. By letting you learn more about what's going on in your body. Hello. You can... Do a quick test where you send in your sample and they will provide you all the information you need to understand whether you have reproductive red flags or maybe signs of PCOS, how many eggs you have. I think that's very empowering because uh, people are waiting longer to decide whether they want a family and that can give you the tools you need to make the right choice for you. But maybe my favorite part is how it's affordable because if you did it at a doctor's office, it is not Forget cheap. It. Yeah. So you can make the best decision for your life and, you know, whether you want a family. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy. That means your test only costs 139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at the doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy, modernfertility.com slash brain candy. Wonderful, wonderful service. Okay. Anyway, I I will post that in my close friends too because I want to like highlight some parts about that article. It was really, really, really good. Great. Okay. Moving on. That's fascinating. And you know, anytime science and research is like drinking wine. I mean, well, because I get that like in general, alcohol is a poison. Right. 100%. It yeah. brings you some pleasure and stuff, but, like, it's not great. No. But that's just assuming you're talking about, like, the ingredients and how they affect your right. liver or something. But there's right. more to your body than just your liver. Right. Totally. Yeah. That all affect your longevity and well-being. Okay. Moving on. Um, I read this fascinating article. I put it a uh, little bit of it in my close friends, but it was about the like history of Nerf guns. My God, that was weird. Like, you know what? I when I got back from Susie's house, people listening. Yeah, I opened my luggage and I knew I was staying. I I found like four Nerf bullets. Yeah, in my luggage, multiples in my pockets. It's like, oh yeah, I've been playing with Lincoln. It's like glitter. It's glitter. They're everywhere. And like, it's I, the glitter I, of I had definitely like packed and repacked. That was an organized suitcase. Still found Nerf bullets There's in there. Just... I can only imagine how many are around your house in random places. It is a weird thing because we're not gun people. Like we're not those people that sort of promote you gun can't culture. Help it. But, you know, YouTube has sort of changed the game because 
yeah, if you see them at the toy store, you might want one. But especially if you happen to see the the grown men on YouTube that like talk about Nerf guns and say no. like this feature and that feature. It's so weird. No. Man. Yes. They're oh goodness. They, might be they just like, want them to be real guns. Do you think? I think some of them do, and some of them like it's the slippery slope thing where they start mm-hmm. with Nerf and then they learn more and more and more, and then they eventually. The article was saying they eventually start wanting to learn about real guns so that they can modify their Nerf guns to be more realistic. But then they kind of get interested in true gun culture and how oh, it actually no. is like a gateway drug. It, it, I, Nerf is a gateway drug <laughs> to uh, being a firearms but enthusiast. What I, what I liked about the article, though, was that it provided some context for maybe some of the things we should think about. So, mm. you know, the Nerf guns are cartoonish. If you've, if you're, if you have a kid yeah. or if you've seen them, they, you know, they're brightly colored. They're often like not realistic at all. They're humongous right. and weird. Yeah. Um, but then that's how they all were. But then after nine 11, it talked about how people no want, way. Yes, there's an actual like historical moment, a shift. Yeah. Where people started being like, you know what? We kind of want the realistic ones. No! Yes. And they <laughs> started developing this like special op aesthetic. And um, and then in Oh, two- <laughs> my God. <laughs> right? I feel like I remember in a weird way like a shift in there all of a sudden being like way more that special op kind of thing well and that coincides with the internet too i mean let's not pretend like this is just one totally variable yes so then the the internet as well so you can watch these youtube things so in 2004 also that's when in the u.s um ars became legal and so people started buying them in real life and then wanting them to be mimicked um, for their kids to play with. For their kids. Or or maybe like not kids. Like a lot of these people that are into nerfs now are not kids anymore. And they go to like <sighs> these events. This is not okay for me. <laughs> Tell me your feelings. I just feel like... <sighs> it's the slippery slope thing. Yeah. And the fast... Because... But then... <sighs> There's part of me that also thinks this is what happens when we are in a place of fear or terror or that these are like natural, that there's a natural biological like urge to protect that I think this kind of plays into. And I think that urge is triggered by fear, alarm, terror. You know, I always go back to that book that we read what happened to you where they talk about the different brain states and how the brain operates in alert, alarm, fear, and terror. It, the brain operates differently. Different places in the brain shut down. The IQ goes down like significantly. And I think when we are in those places, the more primal parts of the brain, I don't think this. Studies show that when this happens, the animalistic, more primal part of our brain comes online and that part is the thing that I think is driving that culture. And I think when you, and when you, 
when you pair that with the timeline of 9-11 and an increase in fear and terror, and I'm talking terror as a physiological feeling, like that's the different states. It's like calm, alert, alarm, fear, terror. Mm. That's how our brain, there is a different brain. Where was I when Adam was dying, do you think? Um, well, we, I can pull it up. I always keep it really handy. Um, cause Leave I talk it to about, you. that's great. Well, cause I talk about this with clients all the time. Yeah. I can even do, can, can I share my screen in this? Uh-huh. Oh, oh you yeah, have to enable it. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you guys this. If you are watching, if you are, um, okay. a Patreon, uh, patron, then you can watch this with, along with us. And I think this it's is a, okay, state okay. dependent brain functioning. Here we go. Okay. Calm, alert, alarm, fear, terror. So the dominant brain areas that go with each. So, and you can even see how, oh, look at this, how we, our adaptive responses, the state, how we respond, we freeze, flight, or fight. You fought. I was was already in in terror. terror. And look at, we're reflective, we're reflexive. So we're not just reacting. It's like a reflex. You had a reflex to save him. Yeah. And, and look at how low my IQ was. At yeah. That time. <laughs> Can you so a functional IQ when we're in a calm state is between 100 and 120 average. Mm-hmm. When you are in a terror state, your I, functional IQ is between 60 and 80. That's almost cut in half. Okay. Why is that? What is the because your for brain that? because the, this is so I love talking about this you shit. Know, Ooh, it lights me up. So ah, it's the best. So. Because the, the amount of energy that it takes, the, the part of the brain, the outer layer of the brain, which is our last evolved, most evolved part, the part that makes us human, that does all of our major processing. This is the part that's the last to evolve on a teenager, the prefrontal cortex, the one yeah. that is able to recognize uh, context and understand um, uh, uh, analogies, all like the stuff that makes us really like human. That takes a lot of energy. That's expensive for the brain. So when the brain is in a state of terror, it shuts those parts down and it goes into survival mode. It goes into the part of the brain that keeps us alive. It doesn't use the parts of the brain that are for big concepts and big thinking. It's kind of like we're that gazelle being chased by a lion. While the gazelle is being chased by a lion, it doesn't go, hmm, I wonder what I'd like to eat today. No, it can't. It goes, I just have to fucking stay alive. So it it diverts all of the energy away, all of the, the functioning away from those executive functioning parts of the brain and goes right, right into the, this is what you need to survive. And it's an adapt, adaptive like response. Like this is how I'm going to, what I need to do in this moment. And that's all I can, you can't, you actually There's can't. There's no need that, for nuance. No need for nuance. That's yeah. why even our memory storage shuts down. The hippocampus shuts down. So that's why you have when they uh, ask people who have been through trauma or people who are sexual assault survivors what happened or try to put things in order. The part of the brain that puts things in order shuts down because it goes, you don't need to be remembering this right now. You need to be fucking staying alive or you need to be shutting down everything so you don't remember this because it's too traumatic. Oh Boom. my God. That is so fascinating. I get I live for this shit. And when if we understand how our brains function, 
then we can be so empathetic and forgiving of ourselves. And you can look at that and go, well, now I know why I had that fear response. I know why I did that because my brain did all that. Now I know why I couldn't put together, you know, the, what happened and what I should do. We can be so understanding and not like beat ourselves up about the things we do that are just reactive. Yeah. <sighs> this is my favorite, favorite topic. <laughs> I'll tell you what I needed after I saved his life, which was a nice liquid IV. Yeah. Oh, man. Those have been keeping me alive on the mountain. Oh, that's a great idea. That's so smart. Oh, gosh. I come home and it's two of those right away. You've got to hydrate because you forget that you're like getting thirsty when it's super cold outside for some reason. Yeah. And you get dehydrated just as quickly, I think. Well, lucky for Sarah, she's all set because we have liquid IV, which hydrates you two to three times more than just a plain old water. And it tastes way better, let's face it. Um, They're fantastic. It's a little pouch of powder that you can just put in your water. You can carry it in the car, in your purse, in your gym bag, whatever, and has tons of vitamins in it. It's so handy to have. Um, great for a hangover too. If you're like not active and you're just more of a drinker, hey, <laughs> it's still helpful. Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code CANDY at checkout. It's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code CANDY at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Promo code CANDY. My friend Leah uses them and she just texted me the other day Tangerine is so good. <laughs> Oh, I haven't tried that tangerine. That is her favorite flavor right now. Ooh. So try it if you haven't had it. Mm. Yum, yum. That mixed with a little vanilla protein powder could definitely taste like an orange. Ooh, like a creamsicle. Creamsicle. Yes. Yes. I love where mm. your head is. I love it. All right. Um. Anyway, I don't even know what I was talking about, but let's move on. Fear. <sighs> I can't believe I saved a life. How Susie, I was just going to say that, how Susie saved Adam's life. That's what we were talking about. Uh, Believe it or not, at religionnews.com, I read a great article, uh, which, you know, is very rare. Um, It was about Britney Spears. Oh. And it was sort of um, analyzing the consequences of purity culture. And how, you know, we, especially in the 90s, there was this, what do they call those? Purity rings? Oh, chastity pro- pr- promises Promise or rings, whatever. Promise, Promise rings. rings Not or chastity, purity rings. You know what I mean. Purity rings. Promise rings. Like the Jonas Brothers wore. And we were constantly right. asking pop stars about their sex life. It was so gross. Female pop stars. Specifically. Yes. The Jonas Brothers volunteered that information, but we otherwise we've only ever cared whether... But I'm sure they were influenced a little to... Well, they were in Make. the Disney category, yes. and Disney is very big into, like, you know, making sure their stars are pure are and, pure. Yeah. yeah, in the Disney brand. And I think that's all in their contract. I don't think. I know. Right. So it was just um, talking about what happens when you put that kind of pressure on somebody. And they were um, explaining how... The 80s and 90s, that's when it was the biggest, this sort of movement of like the good girl and how uh-huh. it was in response to of course, the sexual revolution, yes. number one, and also the AIDS epidemic. 
and yes. how much more important the idea of being pure was at that time as a result, especially, of course, amongst evangelical Christians. But that kind of bleeds into everything because there's they are mobilized and an important right. voting block. And anybody that's an important voting block has an exceptional amount of power. And yeah. so it was just this weird moment where we, like, put all this pressure. So let's say Brittany, yeah. and then she's walking around maybe at the MTV Video Music Awards with the snake or in her little schoolgirl outfit or whatever, and we blamed her for sort of sexualizing young girls. But really, mm-hmm. purity culture sexualizes them. It's like Correct. you say about the bikini top on a 2 I was just going to say that. Thank you. Yeah. The bikini on a three-year-old says that all of a sudden there's parts we need to cover up. That child is freaking three. Right. They're I bare- thought of they- you. <sighs> Put them in a diaper. That's it. Right. It's so stupid. By saying we need to guard something, yes. whether it's your virginity or these breasts that don't exist on a two-year-old, you're <laughs> including them in a sexual conversation that yes. you needn't include them in. Correct. Um, and she... Oh. Makes me so mad. This, like archetype of um, the temptress, and she was no longer just like a woman or, a, or even a girl. She was somebody so that we can then almost be mad, like blame her. Yes, huh. she's not a person in her own right. She's a test. Uh, she's a test for the men. Can they handle oh this temptation? God. And they, like they limited even her- putting her with the snake. Right. I mean, obviously, that was an illusion. Super symbolic. Yeah. Right. There's. Come on. And Garden of Eden. Right. Like that symbolism, in addition to the Freudian penis snake concept, as Sarah pointed out, references the fall of man, the temptation in the garden that we've Mm -hmm. placed on women. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. This is all. I know it's deep, it's super deep. And then, like, she loses her freedom, but then benefits the fi- the people financially that were keeping her in the cage, you know, with her conserva- what's it, conservatorship. And, like, by the way, as an aside, did you see the tweet where someone said, like, so are we going to get a conservatorship for Kanye or is that just for women? Fair point. Oh, my. Well, I love the thing. I mean, not love. I hate the things you're doing, but I love that people are pointing out how this is very unhealthy behavior. Like this is, you know, if anybody who wasn't Kanye West was doing this, this is like totally. You know, with that too, like when, even with Kanye where we, there's a lot of conversation about his uh, mental health and Mm -hmm. his, um, the various diagnoses that he's, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, received or whatever. And I think he's open about it. Mm -hmm. And so some people are like, is this part of that? Is is his behavior right now part of this mental health issue or is this performative because it's also great for headlines? That conversation never happened with Brittany. It was never like, is she doing this for shock You're value? so right. It was like, that woman needs to be right. handled. Lock her up, like put her in an institution. Because don't you, have you heard any of these conversations where it's like, you, there's this question of whether he's doing it intentionally, like as right. a- Right, for sure. Yeah. Right. That would never have happened. And You're didn't so happen right. With her. You're so like, right. Like, did she shave her head for headlines? No. Right. Everyone thought she needed because to be. Because if Kanye West shaved his head and then attacked a 
a paparazzi's car with an umbrella, people would be like, oh, it's Kanye being Kanye. Well, because did you see where he dressed up as like, you know, like in a bush, you know, where they sell those for hunters and stuff where you look like you're a bush? Oh, no, I did I not. I forget what they're called, but like camouflage Yeah, like outfits, bushman but, suits. Yeah, they look like you're in the out- outdoors. Yeah. And he was outside of Kim's house. Like, <gasps> No. Yes. That's fucking stalking. Right. And people were just sort of like, that, that silly guy, instead of conservator type right. of conversation. Jeez, I'm just saying. Crazy. We have different reactions. We do. Anyway. <laughs> I hate that. Um, so this said, the purity movement was never first and foremost about caring for adolescents, either their sexual or spiritual development. Um, instead, the movement was about power, about who controlled women's bodies and who benefited from that control. And that's why they, they mentioned the conservatorship as sort of an extension of that. Uh-huh, where she a lot of people benefited from that control. Of her body. Of her yeah. body. Having of her control physical over. body. Yeah. I mean... It's fascinating, but it's oh, really disturbing. It's really disturbing. And, it, it, like, how easy it is for that to happen. That was, like, perfectly for designed for that. Yeah. For women. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Moving on. Whew. I know. I'm all wound up. That's fascinating, though. There is a um, really cute project that a teacher thought up where... She created a hotline that you can call, and you can get a pep talk from a kindergartner. Oh, I want this on speed dial. Why don't we try it right now? Let's <gasps> see if it works. Stop. Stop it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay. Let me um, – you, you Why am call. I nervous? You have to do the talking. <laughs> I think it's like a recording. Me. Oh, it's I a recording. I think, like, okay. it'll be, like, if you're stressed – Push. Oh, this is great. I think. Less I think, pressure. I think. I think. I was like, I what think. if I say the wrong thing? What? Oh, maybe they need a pep talk. Okay, let me find the phone number. Oh, my God. And we'll give them this a jingle. This is the stinking cutest. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Pep Talk, a public art project by Westside School. Bienvenidos a Pep Talk, un proyecto creado por los estudiantes de Westside School. Para un mensaje feliz, presiona cinco. Please listen to the following options for encouraging messages. If you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press 1. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press 2. If you need a pep talk from kindergartners, press 3. If you need to hear kids laughing with delight, press 4. If you would like to make a donation to support this project, please... When you're feeling mad, you should take three deep breaths and think of things that make you happy. The thing that makes me happy is when... And, and I think of happy things will happen in the future, like going to a friend's house or a cousin's house. Bye. If you post video, just take five minutes off. If you're frustrated, you can always go to your bedroom, punch a pillow, or cry on it, and just go scream outside. If you're nervous, go get your wallet and spend it on ice cream and shoes. If you feel mad or frustrated, you can do what you want to do best, or you can do flips on the trampoline. Well, if that isn't the cutest dang thing I've ever heard, I, I mean, mean, I'm, I can't, if you, I can't help it. I cry. I'm yeah, crying. Right. You're only I'm human. I'm only human. If you, my favorite, if you're nervous, you just get your wallet, 
and you just spend it on ice cream and shoes. <laughs> That's great life advice. What a great situation. Come on. And you know what? When you hear it from kids, I feel it. it I'm like, yeah, what? You, if, when you're mad, you just go in your bedroom and you punch a pillow and may, or you cry about it. It's so beautiful. It's so cute. What a good idea. Okay, so you guys can call. It's called Pep Talk, P-E-P-T-O-C. And then it's 707-998-8410. And then you can also donate if you would like to contribute to their hotline fees. I just think this is really special. This is really cute. I mean, I mean, that's nice. We need more of that. This is... Teachers don't make enough money. That's what I know. Oh, ain't that the truth? And they are having a hard time. Let me tell you, we need to like really help teachers out. Oh, they, it's so hard. It makes me mad. It makes me really mad. They're doing so much. And often they're doing like way more than just teaching kids stuff in a book. But I think often... When you have a job that is primarily women, there is an expectation that that job is just so fulfilling and you just, you love it so much You're right. that you don't need to be paid in correlation to right. how valuable you are. Oh, That's it's why so nurses, backwards. teachers, all kinds of jobs that are mostly women. Maybe therapists. Maybe. Yeah, because it's seen as nurturing and it's something like you just do naturally. Yeah. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. So we salute you teachers, but this one is just so cute. So cute. What a great idea. Good for the kids. Good for the people calling. That's wonderful. I found that article on NPR.org if you're interested. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? (laughs) Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Um, okay, here, I need to, 
I'm going to request for Sarah Ooh. to have a theory. Oh, well, I got that <laughs> for you. Okay. The question Somebody in- wants my opinion on something? I'm in. The question in this case involves our taste buds. So, okay. Sweetness, there is a clear evolutionary advantage in finding calories. That's why we taste and desire sweetness. Uh Salt provides fluid balance. Mm -hmm. You know, we need a certain amount of salt. Bitterness can help us avoid poison and other dangerous things. And, And even umami can help you find protein because it's often found in protein sources. They cannot figure out why humans can taste the flavor sour, the taste okay. of sourness. Sarah's I got a theory. Think, I do. I think I'm, I'm reminded of a study that was done on extroversion and introversion at, where they use a lime to, and they squeeze the lime oh, on yeah, I remember that you talked your about tongue, this. and then you lick a piece of parchment paper, like that brown paper, and they can measure how much saliva, how much of a reaction you have to this. And yeah. I think, in the same way that we like th- that, I think that it for some people gives a little boost of serotonin or dopamine because, in a way, it's almost like. Good, painful. Mm-hmm. Almost like spicy. Yeah. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. I think that, that maybe it, there was something about, you know, because I would want, I, people who are introverts usually don't react as much to that. They don't have oh, yeah. as high of a reaction yeah, that, and they don't crave it as much. People who are extroverts do. So there's some sort of link between... Maybe yeah. it like I think you have the seed of something. I think so too. Sarah's got a theory. Because it has well, there has to be a reason. There's a reason. And I think those and the only test I can only experiment that I know off the top of my head where we study a reaction to sour has a link to extroversion. Personality. Personality. So okay. There's mm-hmm. more to it, but yeah. I think you've got the seed because it does remind me. Ooh, now I want to know what brain candy brainiacs are going to do with this and how they're going to yeah, water that and make sort it grow. It out. Yes, because um, my department in religious studies is very small. So, so um, but when you're accepted, you are offered funding for your entire career, and so what that means is sometimes you have to be a TA for other departments. So I was a TA for psychology department for a period of time. And I had to, even though I don't know shit about it. And so I had to be the TA for this class about psychology. And they talked about that thing. I don't know what it is exactly, but that thing where like you would imagine that humans would want pleasure all the time mm. and mm. that we would try to avoid pain or at minimum like make pleasure come faster but as we all know, sexually, that is not what we do. We kind of like where it's like almost for mm-hmm. a longer time than you would mm-hmm. maybe guess. Delay of gratification, maybe. Yeah, where like the anticipation of pleasure Correct. is its own pleasure, weirdly. Yep, kind of like how pl- the most exciting part of a trip is planning the trip. <laughs> for you. No, studies show that oh, people for- enjoy the, that if you look at, at 
at happiness. You measure something. Okay, I don't know about planning, but looking forward to maybe. Yes, it's coming. Okay, right. The the preparation, like the the anticipation of the trip, is more more. Or even like a concert. Enjoy that more than the actual trip itself. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So it seems like basing what you're saying. Um, in that same vein, it feels like maybe the sour thing could relate to that where it's like, yeah, I do think that it's okay. The same thing goes with nail biters and people who have trichotillomania and things like that, because when you inflict just a little bit of pain on your body, it releases and it releases chemicals to make you feel better. So you get in a way addicted to the little release of serotonin and dopamine that you get from inflicting a little bit of pain on yourself through biting your nails. I get that because I kept asking you, like, I need you to explain to me this cutting thing. I don't understand why people self-harm, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you would try and you would say that this is what what it does for some Mm -hmm. people is that, like, that sort of superficial pain Mm -hmm. can release those chemicals that bring you pleasure. Mm -hmm. But it's very hard for someone to understand if they don't Mm -hmm. have that thing. Mm -hmm. But I was having a real bad day recently and I hit my hand Uh and it bled and I was like, yeah, I like it. Okay. You know? Isn't that weird? It's like a a release of something. But that comes also with with a replacement feelings of guilt and shame when it's self-inflicted that are right, more extreme and it, it's like it, it's you don't cycle. feel those until it, it's a cycle correct <gasps> that's awful i know and it's something that we we don't really take seriously enough i think do you think look that's... at it as something teenagers do or like teenage girls and it's it's very serious and well, very easily treatable do you think the reason we don't take it seriously enough is because it usually isn't fatal? It's more, like I said, superficial. Oh, gosh. I mean, I, feel like I don't want to make light scar- of it. Right. Just- because sometimes the intention is for it to be superficial, but... But it isn't. It, that, it, yeah. It, I, I don't want to encourage. I'm right. just saying that maybe that's because that's the perception. Correct. People are like, well... Right. And I think it's because of the population that's affected by it, really. Right. It's teenage girls. Most major like that's not all the time. That's yeah. not everyone, but the yeah. majority of it is that age group. Yes. And I'm just connecting it. I mean, in this case, yeah. we're talking about something stupid, sour taste, but I think we can learn to understand the human brain a little yes, more through stupid things sure. sometimes. Totally. So that's why it's I all connected. insisted that it. you have a theory about this thing that you didn't know about until right now. And I love giving my opinion on uh, things that I, I think uh, you're you know, onto something. To nothing about. But. Let's wind it down. Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> good talk. I mean, not we as learned good as how last Susie episode, but... saves lives. Yeah, right. I'm a how hero. She I am is a, a hero. hero. Right. Um, yeah, but I also that, think it's heroic to give dying people wine yeah. or whatever aromatherapy, maybe a nice little piece of chocolate if they can eat solid food Yep. at their end of their life because what a beautiful thing. P- please. I yeah. mean, for goodness sakes, you're going to give them all the other meds that give them all these crazy symptoms. Give you know how you're going to run my ghost um, Instagram yeah. account? 
Yeah. Okay, before that happens, make sure Got I it. get some nice stuff nice. when I'm at the I'm end of the line. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to put it in your IV. I'm going to be like, and then they're going to try to put Chardonnay in there. I'm going to be like, no, she doesn't like that. Well, yeah, it's too buttery. Well, it's too buttery. They, to be, I mean, sometimes all it is is like a few drops on their tongue. It is just to, you know. <sighs> Come on. Yeah, it's to yeah. create that sensation. It's not a big yeah. whoop, people. Okay. No big whoop. How about how Nerf guns are like question a big mark? Whoop. Yeah, <laughs> a big, a big whoop. Maybe kind of a big whoop, or at least a reflection of things that are a big whoop. Mm-hmm. Because they were okay. I didn't even get to this part. We're not even God, winding it down yes. now. This was we one always of the, wind it up a little bit before <laughs> wind down. It's kind of like that one step forward, two steps back in kind of thing. Or one of the most forward. important things that I wanted to remember to talk about about that article was how it had pointed out how when. Even a play gun that has the orange thing that's required can still be um, a risk if held by a person of color, a child of color. Absolutely correct. And so there is a lot of privilege involved in being able to wield these like silly Nerf (gasps) guns if they resemble the real thing. Right. Because for somebody that's high risk of being killed by a police officer. Right. So uh, that's right. what I loved about the article is I thought we were just going to talk about silly Nerf guns. And then I'm like, oh, this is including context uh-huh. about privilege yep. and – Very important. And history and 9-11 and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I love it. Anyway, back to the wind down. Um, Brittany got totally screwed. Yeah. Purity culture, man. I do hope somebody – I don't know who is like helping her now, but like I hope somebody's maybe like um, like consulting. Like here's how to be a person because she never got – the full story, because yeah. we were busy exploiting her for 20 years. Yeah. Somebody just needs to let Britney be Britney. Find out who she is. Because I was reading, like, a tweet about how, like... Britney needs a therapist. I'm available. She does need one. <coughs> and, I like, how... great Britney Spears You know, therapist. even her fashion is kind of stuck in that yep. low-rider yep. shorts and, like, the big puffy sleeves and then, yep. like, the perpetually, like, a little bit sunburned. She always yeah. has like a touch of sunburn on her cheeks. And it's just this sort of moment where you're like, who is maybe guiding her? I yeah. hope somebody. Yeah. And anyway, we got a pep talk from kindergartners. I feel better for oh it. Oh my God. That was so stinking cute. Ah, remember the kindergartners. And Sarah's got a theory about sour. That was good work. It was. It was. I feel like we we learned a lot. Good job, everybody. Leave a five-star review, subscribe, and check out our Patreon.com if you'd like to see the video version. Yes. Yeah, because remember I pull up that, I go on a whole rant about the brain state, so you're going to need to see that. You're going to need to see it. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.